God, just thank you for the chance to do that. God, just um, tonight, as we begin this school year, may, as we begin this series, may you just show up and, and teach us something new tonight. May we just uh, hear from your word and just hear from you tonight. May we be challenged or changed to see how important our story is and, and how you want us to be a part uh, of your story. I recall to um, tell others what you've done in our lives. God, may we just see that and may uh, we live that out. Okay, I pray. Amen. All right, so uh, this, so I got a couple of pictures real quick just on, on the screen. Right? You can go to the next one for me. So in case you guys are new and have not been up here or if you forgot, we have uh, the Bible app. If you have what's called the version Bible app on your phone, uh, which is this one says Holy Bible, you can click on it. Take you to that home page, it looks like that kind of in the first today. You hit the more button at the bottom, and on the next screen, you go to on the next, you go to events, and then you'll see. Sorry, and then you'll see fans to the ministry right there. And you can follow along if you have a phone. Um, you can see that right there. It'll be up there for one day. Take notes um, and all that good stuff uh, right there. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, hey, Brandon, come up here real quick before you leave. Brandon, come here. I'm embarrassing. So, Brandon's about to leave. He's about to go off to college tomorrow. Um, so, uh, before you leave, can we pray for you? Dang right. So if you, if you want to say where you are, you can. If you want to come over here, lay hand on him in a nice way. You guys can come lay hands on him. So I encourage some of y'all to come in and get up here and lay some hands on this one because he needs it. And then I'll pray and then we'll, uh, we'll get started. <laughs> Got to speak with, with Braylon. He's ready to, uh, to move tomorrow. Just uh, let him know that he has people back home that, that love him and support him and want the best for him. Yeah, we pray that he finds a group of people um, that he can do life with and he can find a church to be plugged into and find people to grow uh, closer to you with in these next uh, few years of college. We have to pray for him. Pray for his family. Uh, Deal with this change of him moving off. God, just uh, give him all peace. God, we just pray that these next few years of his life are great and just continues just to walk uh, in your footsteps. In my prayer. Amen. All right, so here we are. This is this story. This is our called uh, "Be a Bringer." But here's the, the, tonight's, I guess, title, if you will, is, is how your story fits into God's bigger story. Because the story that you have ties into and fits into God's story. God has a story, right? You know this guy has a big plan. And he wants you to be a part of it. Because everybody has a story. Every story is different. And every story is important. So this week, since our first of our series here, I want us to look at how our stories fit into the, uh, the bigger story of God's ultimate story. So we need to know and to understand how to share how God has changed our lives, right? So, that's what, so if God has changed your life, when I'm, the goal of this tonight is to help you share, be able to formulate into words how to share that with other people. 
Right? That's what this whole point is. And how God has changed our lives. And we need to know how to, to, to share about that before we can ever go out and tell other people, you know, how God can change their lives as well. And so it's our goal tonight to help you know your story, to look back on how God has changed your life, and for you to share your story. So let me ask you, what makes a good story? What makes a good story? So when I ask questions, I generally like to get answers. So what makes a good story? All right. Well, so what makes a good story? Yes, sir. Huh? Complicated villain. Yeah, it can make a good story. A found family. Good characters. People you want to invest in and continue to either watch the story or read the story. You want to care about them. The clear, good guy, bad guy. All right. Um, <laughs> what makes a story worth retelling? Maybe you've heard a story. What makes a story worth retelling to somebody else? It was funny. Yeah, usually we like to tell stories if, if we're involved in the story because we like our favorite subject in the world is ourselves. I mean, may tell me no, but we like ourselves a lot. So. Um, do you think that your story is worth retelling? You can shake your head and tell me a story. Just think about it. So the moment that you meet God, the moment that you meet God and He enters your life, your story becomes a miracle because God starts working in your life immediately. It's a miracle because God, the God of the universe, the God that created this whole thing, chooses... To love us and to interact with us and in our lives. Does anybody else think this is mind-blowing? Or that just means it's insane that the God who created all this did it so he can have a relationship with me? Nobody else is blown away. That's insane. We're going to check out 1 Corinthians 15. So if you have the Apple, it will be on there. Um, so yeah, you guys can follow along. If you're on your phone, make sure you guys can be on the app and not on a different app, please. Verse 15, 15 <clears throat> 1 through 11. So now I will remind you, brothers uh, and sisters, I will remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you'll fast the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of, the, of, of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sin. In accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. <clears throat> For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with, that is with me. 
whether it was I or they, so we preach unto you, and so you believed. This, this is the testimony of Jesus. This is the story of Jesus. I mean, you can see the gospel. This is the whole gospel. If you want to look at it in Scripture really quickly, there's 11 verses. That's what it is. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 11. So this is the story of Jesus' life and his death and his resurrection. So the question is, don't say it out loud. Just think about it. Have you truly, have you truly believed this story? Have you grasped how awesome this story is? You believe the story as truth. We have another one in Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It says, And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was, there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near it because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, him being Jesus and when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they had questioned within themselves, Says to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed, and walk? That, that you may know that the Son of Man is authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all. So they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We've never saw anything like this. If you're here back in the spring, you came to watch those chosen TV show with us. We saw this, right? You remember that? This is one of the episodes. We've seen this played out on the chosen TV series, which was pretty cool. So what do you guys think of this story? Of these four friends who have a friend that's paralyzed. That they would tear open a man's roof to lower him down to Jesus. So maybe, so maybe Jesus could kill their friend. What do you think of this story? <clears throat> Nobody has a single thought in this story. four friends who cared so much about their friend and they did whatever it took to see their friend healed. That's, that's friendship. I mean, that's, that's the kind of people you want to have in your life. Let me be honest with us. Let me, let's, 
Are, are we similar in doing this with our friends and family who do not know Jesus? I'm pointing at me. So do we do whatever we can, whatever, whatever's in our power? Do we do whatever we can do to help and tell people about Jesus? These friends did whatever they could do. They, I mean, they carried their friend. They opened up a hole in the roof and lowered him down. What, what, what links do we go to to share Christ with somebody we know doesn't know Jesus? I'm not trying to shame anybody. That's not what I want. That, if I shame you, it's not really going to change anything. That never works. But I, take, I, want, I want you to just examine your hearts. Like this, like I said, this is written to me, not just to you. I hope you guys understand that. Whenever I teach you guys these things, a lot of times I'm wrestling with these myself. You guys got this? No, I'm not any better than you. I've never claimed to be. Never will claim to be. So a lot of this I'm preaching it myself. So just take a look at yourself in your own heart, you know. Is, is this, do we do whatever is necessary for our friends to know Christ? You know, this series is called Be a Bringer. And it focuses on, on becoming basically that, a bringer. Um... You know, I've been here for two and a half years. Our numbers haven't changed a whole lot. I'm not a numbers kind of guy. Um, but, you know, our numbers haven't changed. You know, we've, our numbers are typically are di- dictated by people who graduate out of the ministry and people who promote into the ministry. There's not a lot of people that didn't grow up in this church tonight. I mean, I can, we have two or three that didn't grow up in this church, Right? So we need to become bringers and, and invite people. So that being said, what are some things that stop us from bringing our friends to youth group or to church or even talk to them about our faith? So I want some answers. What, are, what keeps us from, from doing this thing again? So, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking you guys to go out and to find your friends who have a relationship with Jesus that attend other churches and bring them. I don't want to steal people from other churches. That's not what excites me. I'm looking for us to find people who, who have no relationship with Christ, who you can invest in and pour into them and, and share with that one person how much God loves them. That's what I'm asking. That's what that whole one life thing is going to be. Don't focus. There's one person that you can... Tell about the love of Christ. Without saying names, how many of you guys have one friend who does not know Jesus? <coughs> we, we have people in our lives that, that need to hear this stuff. You know, I think most of the time we don't share our faith or how Jesus has changed us because one reader too scared to do it, or two, that we do not know how to share it in a way that makes sense. We may not think, we may not know the right words, or we think we may not, we may think we don't know how to share without, without you know, with making, without making sense. So with this series, and especially tonight, we want to help you overcome that fear and to equip you to be able to effectively share how God has done amazing things in your life so you can become like the friends in that story in Mark chapter 
what was it, 212? I don't remember now. I'm blank. Like the friends there, they would do anything to get their, their friends to interact with Jesus so that he might change their lives. That's what's nice. to equip you guys to be able to share your story. So let me ask you this. Have you ever shared your testimony with someone? Testimony and story saying, they pray you. Have you ever shared your testimony with someone? Yeah, it's okay if you have not shared that with somebody for now. All right? I'm giving you time limit. Share that with somebody. Not everyone who's a Christian has shared their story with someone. So know that we adults in this church, we want to help you come up with a way to tell how God has affected your life in a way that's effective and it flows nicely so it's more like a conversation with someone that sends some kind of rehearsed monologue you have with somebody. Because you can have it memorized, you can say it, but then you have to repeat it. It's just they give this memorized script and you just say it and it doesn't feel natural, right? You know what I'm talking about? So we want to do this in a way to where it sounds like a natural conversation with a friend. Because it's our, it's our joy, it's our calling, it's our purpose to share God's story. So how can we tell others about how Jesus can change their lives if we don't know how to explain how Jesus changed their own life, right? If you don't know how to explain what he did in your life, it's going to be hard to explain. Hey, he can do this in your life, but what can he do? We can do what he did in mine. It needs to be a little bit more in-depth than that. I mean, have you ever sat there and thought about it, looked back at your life, the story, what God has done, and tried to work you just sat there and took time and, like, and just thought for a while, just, just you and God, and, and look back and be like, God, I saw you here. I saw you do this. I saw you had your hand in this. I saw what you did. Just think back and, put, and think about what words you could say for what he's done in your life. I've had some people in my life that have had pretty crazy testimonies. I've shared a little bit with you guys. Um, one guy that taught me uh, in 7th and 8th grade as well as 11th and 12th grade. I told you about this, you know, months ago. He, he killed a man. And he was my Sunday school teacher. My 9th and 10th grade uh, teacher was a uh, Satan worshiper. Um, that's who taught me my 9th and 10th grade. These people whose God has re- re- restored and redeemed in a mighty way. I remember when I was a kid, I grew up in church. I'm pretty sure I was at church from like negative nine months old. Like I was always at church. I remember going to church and hearing these people speak at church and almost being jealous of their, their stories. I'm like, man, it's so awesome to see what God has done in their lives and to see how they were so far away, how they were so far gone, and God brought them out and, and brought them in. And I'm like, man, such an awesome testimony. I, I grew up in church, got saved at a young age. I saved the church. I didn't do anything bad. Kind of story is that? It took several years, it took a long time for me to realize that my story is just as great as their story because it's not about us, it's not about how bad I was, it's about how good he is. You guys understand that? Take your hand because I want you to understand that. So maybe a lot of you tonight that maybe similar to my story, probably more so than you killed somebody, I would imagine. I don't know, some of y'all. But you know, so you, your story may be kind of similar to mine, you grew up in church, you've been in church your whole life. And you're like, no, I don't really have a story. God's always been a part of it. That, that's your story. That's amazing that you gave your life to Christ at an early age and you stayed on that path. You guys see how beautiful that is? Yeah? I hope you guys see how cool that is. So don't, you know, we see these cool stories of what God has done. And yes, it's amazing what God has done in these lives. But let's not, like, 
put that kind of testimony up on a pedestal. I said, I did that for too long. It, just, it sounds silly to say it out loud, but I was almost jealous of their horrible life. You know? I mean, it's so weird. But God, God has he's got a story for each one of us. God has a thing great in your life. Because your story, your story matters. You guys hear me? Your story, if you are a follower of Christ, your story matters. You got it? Your story matters. Like I said, I don't care if it's a Paul-type story, what we saw in, in, in Acts 26 of what happened to Paul's life, um, or one that looks more like mine, that you, you were born in church pretty much and stayed in church your whole life. Your story matters. If your story tells both your own experience and the gospel of Christ so that maybe somebody else has a chance for redemption, then that's an effective testimony. That's all it takes. Your experience, what Jesus did together, your testimony, that's all you need. So as a group, we're going to break up into small groups. Um, we'll do two groups tonight. Um, and uh, on that little spool right there, there are these pieces of paper that says, Your Story Matters, the top. I need each one of you guys to grab one of those. There's pins in the cup. There's pins in the pencil holder, which is a weird place to have those. It makes sense. But look, the cup's about to lose. Um, and so you guys grab those on your way to small groups in just a second, okay? Um, but it's going to have, there's on one page, there's some, some, some notes on how to do this. And then what's called uh, an elevator pitch. Basically, if you ever get an elevator, you have a certain amount of time from... Time, from the time the doors close to the time it opens, right? That's the elevator that typically lets you get stuck. That's no fun. And so you, you have something basically to help you guys to be able to tell your story in nine seconds. It's a minute and a half. It's not a terribly long time. So that's on one page. The other page has some notes for you guys. So I want to encourage you guys to write out a five minute testimony and kind of have that as homework for next year. So when we're in our small groups next week, you're actually going to be sharing your testimony with those people in your room. And if you're thinking right now, man, I can't, I can't do that. I can't tell these people my story. If you can't tell the people in those rooms to believe the same way you do your story, you're not going to tell anybody else's story. There's a chance for you guys to start with people who love you and encourage you. Got it? I'm going to pray. Don't forget the papers right there. and We'll break up into two groups. <coughs> God, just maybe just see how our story truly matters, and that doesn't matter how how crazy we may have been, or, or God, I may have grown up in church our whole life. That our story matters. It's not what we did. God, it's all about what you did, and sending your son to die on our behalf. And may we truly believe this. May we see how important it is to share our story, because. It's, it's what you've done in our lives, and that can change people's lives because they're going to they may listen to us more than they listen to the Bible, God. And may we just be willing to share uh, what you've done in our hearts. Pray for this next bit of time in our small groups. May they take this time seriously to see how important it is to, to be able to practice and be able to say this um, in a way that will make sense and, and maybe help uh, lead someone to Christ. Stand my pray. Amen.